0: This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com.
1: welcome to episode number 307 of get paid for your pad one of the last episodes of this decade and it's going to be a very special one because i welcome to the show joseph michelli he's a consultant speaker and offer. He wrote a New York Times number one best selling book. And he also wrote a book about Airbnb called The Airbnb Way. So we're going to talk all about his book today on this podcast. So Joseph Micheli, thank you
0: for joining the show. Are you kidding? I could not help but join the show. Jasper, you're so important to the book. So thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited to go through the main topics of your book. Could you give us a background on why you've published the book and what it is about?
0: Yeah, So I was in 2008, I was uh, working for the the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company doing a book about them. And they were the kind of the premier hospitality player at the time. Uh, At the same time, I was working with them dealing with changes in the way travelers were experiencing hotels. Airbnb had two guys in San Francisco who were trying to make rent, and they leveraged the technology of the day. And 10 years later, 11 years later, uh, they are in terms of valuation, really on par with the valuation of the parent company for the Ritz-Carlton, which is Marriott. So it really seemed to me like the world had changed. The sharing economy was strong and it was time to talk about hospitality in the context of that space.
1: And so what's the Airbnb way? What are the different topics? What What do people learn if they read the book?
0: Well, first off, I I really should tie back to you for a second. You know, when I was going through the book, I was looking for thought leaders who could talk about uh, how to make Airbnb a more powerful, positive experience for people. And your name just kept coming up over and over and over again. So I reached out to you. And normally when you reach out to someone... Who's a thought leader in an area? It's very hard to get to them; they're not particularly accessible. But you were you were generous with your time, with your knowledge, and there's lots of Jasper in this book. So, um, in terms of topics, exactly, I think you know we we focused on how did this thing happen? What made Airbnb great? And then how do hosts take what Airbnb is hoping to have delivered out of the marketplace and lift up? the hospitality experience. So if you look at the construction of the book, it's like couplets, right? The first chapter is what does Airbnb do to drive belonging, for example? And then the second chapter in that couplet is, and what do the hosts do? To deliver belonging, so it's a it's a construction of a book about trust and belonging and about community and empowerment and hospitality, but it's really told at two levels: both what Airbnb is trying to do at a more corporate level and internally, but also how they're communicating that, and ultimately how it lives in the life of a guest. So, you know, my goal would be that those topics relate to not only people who are in corporate America, but also to everyone in the sharing economy.
1: And it's been quite uh, the decade for Airbnb. I'm reading in your intro some, uh, some statistics. And so it says that, uh, over 500 million people have stayed in an Airbnb, over half a billion people in uh, 191 countries, 81,000 cities and Somewhere in the world, more than 350 people per minute are checking into an Airbnb. So it's come quite a way since the founders were sitting in their uh, in their living room trying to figure out how to make that rent. So it's... Well, and it's it's thanks being, again to
0: people like you, who I think have encouraged people how to do this, how to leverage this asset. Kind of for, for many people, this is the largest asset that they have. And they want to be able to take that and convert it into revenue and potentially maybe buy second homes and third rental properties and really create a a business empire, if you will, around leveraging this big asset uh, called a house or an apartment or a condo.
1: Right, absolutely. So let's, um, let's dive into the five parts that the book consists of. So you mentioned belonging, trust, and then there's hospitality, empowerment, and community. So let's start with belonging. What does that really mean to you?
0: Well, you know, I think talking to hosts around the world, I think they're getting where Airbnb is trying to take the brand. You know, ultimately, if I'm LBGTQ, or if I'm in a rural area, uh, and I don't know anyone, I want to know that you're not just providing a safe physical environment for me, but you're creating a safe emotional environment for me. You know, Maslow, the famous uh, Abraham Maslow once said that humans have needs on a hierarchy and there are lower level basic needs and higher level needs. And among the higher level needs are the need to belong, the need to be loved, the need to express oneself. I think Airbnb, if you really think about what you do when you create a space in Airbnb, you're not only creating that safety of, of accommodation, but you're also creating a possible sense of you belong here. You are not a stranger. This place is for you. And maybe even allows you to make choices to say, you know what, I'm more of a yurt person than I am a castle person. So I'm going to choose, you know, to rough it a little bit uh, in a yurt. My point being that I think Airbnb, from a host perspective, should be about creating a psychological sense of Welcome to our place. We acknowledge you. We respect you. You belong here. And that, I think, is at the core of what Airbnb is trying to translate out into the brand so that when people go onto the marketplace, they're booking a belonging experience, not just a room.
1: Right. Is it also the fact that what Airbnb encourages to do is travelers kind of being part of the local communities and really feel that they belong in that community that they're traveling to?
0: Absolutely and I think again this I, I hate to give you so much credit but it's really true we spent time talking before I, as I was doing the book and you just had such an awareness of how hosts could take the localness of their experience and share that with them whether that was through guidebooks video guidebooks or you know the way they positioned information about the local area it's that kind of stuff when i can travel local when a host Helps me curate what's going on in a local community. I feel like I'm kind of living there. Like I I get a sense of what it would be like to live in Barcelona or what it would be like to live in Madrid or wherever it is that I'm traveling. And you know, when you go to a hotel, it just—it's what it's like to you know be at another Holiday Inn.
1: I'd like to jump to the the hospitality part because you mentioned that you worked for the Ritz Carlton, correct?
0: Yes, yes.
1: And so I'm curious to know from your perspective, if you think about hospitality from the perspective of the big five-star hotels, so what are they doing in terms of hospitality versus what is Airbnb doing and what are the hosts doing in hospitality? How do those two compare and how can we learn from each other, like the short-term rental space versus the hotel space?
0: Well, I give a great credit to Chip Conley. And let's go back to the founders of Airbnb, uh, who brought Chip Conley in. Chip was running Joy de Vivre Hotels in San Francisco. He understood hospitality at a super high level. And he brought that mindset over to Airbnb, even though if you talk to Brian Chesky, he would tell you, one of the founders of Airbnb, he would tell you that they didn't think of themselves as a hospitality company early on. They thought of themselves as a technology company. So when they brought in Chip, I think they brought in the best of hospitality hospitality teachings. And I think the great hosts who, you know, who deliver the kinds of experiences that we talk about in the book really are at every bit the level of hospitality of a Ritz-Carlton. They anticipate needs. They don't just meet needs. So we have, you know, we have hosts that we've talked to who, you know, are helping people plan weddings uh, or helping plan proposals for weddings in their properties. And, and they're just, you know, they they get enough information in their conversations before a booking to do something that's uniquely personally connected. That's what high end hospitality is all about is what it's often called enlightened hospitality. It's more than just a room and a wake up call or a warm shower. It's that knowing that if you're thinking about going here, then then let me see what I can do to help you. Um, we have many examples of that in the book where, Hosts literally take someone to an emergency room because they can't speak the language in that country and they're actually translating for them. This amazing hospitality being delivered in Airbnbs and in home sharing in general around the world. There's also the exceptions, but it's a remarkable how good it can be uh, when it's personal. Absolutely.
1: And a shout out to Trip Conley. He was actually on the show in episode 24. This is, uh, this is published in September 25th, 2014. And I was actually fortunate uh, enough to meet Chip at the Airbnb Open in, uh, in San Francisco right after I published my book. And he's also published a book about hospitality as well. Um, I believe it's called uh, Peak. It's still yeah on someone. It's, really it's
0: how companies get their mojo from Maslow is the subtitle, and he's he's just brilliant. He truly is, and and it's a blessing for all of us to to know him. He was kind enough to send me a message just yesterday, as a matter of fact. So, and
1: I think. Um Raising our standards in terms of hospitality is something that's becoming really, really important as the landscape has has kind of changed over the years. Because I'm seeing more and more hosts who are kind of struggling these days because, you know, a couple of years ago you could just simply list a property and, you know, if you were in a major market, then there was a good chance that you would get a lot of bookings. But I think now as the industry matures, we're seeing that The hosts that are doing really well are really the hosts that are standing out and doing things very professionally and really excelling in that hospitality. So I think it's a very important uh, topic that I recommend people look into and, and educate themselves about.
0: Yeah, and high tides raise all ships, right? So the more of that there is in the Airbnb space, the more trust people have that they're going to go to a place that's clean and that people care about them, not just care for them, but care about them. And I think that's the distinction. You know, you can care for somebody by just creating a space or you can care about that person and not see them as a transaction.
1: Absolutely, and that leads into the next category, trust. So why why is trust so important?
0: Well, we just had a recent incident in Halloween of this past year where, you know, deaths occurred because somebody abused the privilege of staying in someone's place. Um, This space, anytime anything goes wrong on the trust side, it's going to be high publicity. And so all the more reason for people to earn trust every single day. And, you know, obviously Airbnb can't police every single action of any bad actor who's hell bent on destruction. But I think as a host you need to really be a good actor. You need to be good to your neighbors. You need to be, you know, kind to your guests uh, and you need to live up to what you say. So trust is important at the execution level. I think from a standpoint of designing this whole thing, there's been a lot of effort. And we talk about it in the book, you know, on reputation management systems, on the way communication happens between host and guests to try to drive a greater trust, because there's very few things that require more trust than you know, staying in the home of someone. Now, clearly not all Airbnbs are like that, but, you know, if you're really staying in someone's house, uh, you have to trust they're not going to do harm to you and or vice versa. They have to trust you're not going to do harm to them. And and even if it's just the physical property and they're staying at a, you know, an offsite uh, location, it's still, you know, trusting them to not destroy your property. The insurance guarantee is notwithstanding the psychological impact of someone destroying your stuff is pretty massive
1: yeah if you think about it it's it's kind of a leap of faith that travelers are taking, right when you are traveling to the other side of the world, just trusting that this host is going to give you access to their home and look after you and help you if there's any issues that's a pretty that's a lot of trust that you that you need to have in that person in order to to do that, especially if it's if it's maybe your
0: only holiday of the year. Oh, absolutely! You're so vulnerable, and you're, you know, when you're whenever we're out of control, it's frightening. Uh, we love our control and our habits and our patterns and our own comfy bed, right? But this is really relying on someone else to live up to what they claim or what the pictures show. I mean, you are so good, Jasper, in our conversations about how to be accurate in the photos that you take and the importance of accuracy in that, and how to describe an experience that someone's going to have beyond just the physical, you know, simple words. Of the description. And I think that authenticity builds trust. Uh, Lots of people are just using puffery, trying to get people to choose them. And then I think they pay the price on the reputation system in the end, which then affects their search on AI. And I mean, it's, it's a virtuous cycle if you earn trust and a vicious cycle if you don't.
1: Did you know that Hostly just released its third annual vacation rental industry study? And it was their biggest report to date. Hostfully gathered data from over 220 vacation rental professionals about trends and the growing complexity facing our industry. The data overwhelmingly shows that managers need to become more sophisticated in how they solve different problems in their business. This is because the degree of competition is increasing, the number and types of software solutions are also increasing, and guest expectations continue to change. What were the biggest pain points facing vacation rental managers last year? What are the most popular software tools managers are using? Did you know that 96% of vacation rental managers plan to grow their business next year? How are they going to achieve this growth? For these answers and so much more, download the report today to get actionable insights to improve your business as we enter 2020. Head to hostfully.com slash 2019 report, all one word, to download your free copy today. So that's hostfully.com forward slash 2019 in numbers, and then report to one word to download your free copy today. Let's move to the next topic, empowerment. And that's, I would say that's one of my favorites. Well, they're all, I love all these categories, but this one, this one is actually, it was very much on my mind when I started my Airbnb journey back in 2012, because I really felt that empowerment because, because of Airbnb, I was able to start traveling. And I didn't have to go back to an office job. So for me, like Airbnb really empowered me to be free and to develop everything that I've developed now. If it wasn't for Airbnb, I'd probably be sitting in an office working in nine to five somewhere. And so this is something that's for me, it's very personal, the the empowerment aspect.
0: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, this is something about unlocking what is important to you and being able to leverage your assets. In some cases, this empowerment literally is just to have housing security. And I spoke to many seniors who are hosts now, and it just so happens that senior citizens are the fastest growing Airbnb community. And that group of people often are saying, you know, I don't know if I was going to be able to stay in my house if I had not been able to, you know, rent out space through Airbnb. For others, what they want to unlock is the power to travel, which you've done, obviously, and unlock a a lifestyle other than the nine-to-five. Many people have unlocked that power through the use of home sharing. So, And and they really focus on it. They have an agenda on economic empowerment, so they're trying to grow markets that are predominantly minority locations. They're empowering people in the third world who otherwise would not have an asset or a resource to become hospitality and hospitality locations when they're kind of off the travel grid for traditional travel. So I I just see some very positive, exciting things. They encourage people to pay a living wage. Airbnb pays a living wage, not only to their employees, but to their, their vendors. So I think there's a lot here in this chapters around making sure that other people are successful so you can be successful. So a traveler is successful, you can be successful.
1: Right. And throughout the years, I've seen a lot of people being very much empowered by Airbnb. From you mentioned people that would otherwise have lost their their homes because they couldn't pay the rent or their mortgage. Um, I've also come through a lot of stories where people were using the the side income to pill, pay for um, medical bills. And so it can be really, uh, really, really life changing. And that's something that I think is uh, is really awesome about it. The last category of the book talks about community. Why is community so important?
0: Well, I think first off, we, you know, if we go back to that basic concept of belonging, we want to be in a tribe. We want to not be alone in the universe. We don't want to be isolated. We are social beings as humans. Some people have a greater propensity to want to be social than others, but there's still this sense that we don't want to be alone. And so, community is this opportunity, and Airbnb supports it quite a bit, either on online communities or offline communities. You know, if you want to get together with some other host in a host to host meeting, uh, Airbnb tends to provide a lot of support for that. And then they provide a lot of energy around a movement. Often the movement is to protect your rights and home sharing. So they tend to activate these communities to to be pro-social in defending the rights of home sharers. And so I think that's one of the ways online they build community. For those who don't like to get out and hang out with people, you can still learn from others and share on the context of Airbnb community websites. And they're monitored and supported by Airbnb. So, you know, I think that this is an isolated business in many ways, right? I mean, you do not necessarily have to interact with any other human being other than the guests when they show up. And so I think the creating of a community and particularly around a cause, a movement to protect this very entity, this industry, is something that Airbnb has done very well. And then hosts who engage in it do great things. I was just with the host group in Portland, Oregon. And I, I did an event for them and supported the launch of the book and the proceeds of that event went to a homeless uh you know, a group that worked with people who were experiencing homelessness in Portland. So that's the excitement for me is to watch this movement around Airbnb do great things in the world.
1: Awesome. That's really that's really great. You know, from my perspective also I think that uh Airbnb hosts and people that use Airbnb, it seems like they they have some values in common and some passions in common right the fact that you're staying at somebody's house or that you're sharing your home it really shows that you enjoy sharing and you enjoy making connections with people from all over the world and that's something that i've noticed i noticed it very early on in my airbnb journey that everybody who i was hosting they were all they were all like really interesting and really cool people and so I think, uh, I think Airbnb has definitely cultivated a, a really awesome community with their website.
0: Yeah, I'd say two things. They're global citizens. Uh, they kind of get that we're all connected somehow because they experience it on a regular basis. Also, I think they have a positive view of human beings. They generally see people as good. Uh, and in a world that is divided, they tend to be unifiers. All that said, I can tell you I'm a better person because I interacted with so many hosts, including yourself.
1: That's awesome. That's what it's all about. So let's talk about how people can get in touch, how they, where they can find the book. And I understand you also have a a giveaway that you wanted to share with us.
0: Yeah, through December sixteenth, those who are in the continental United States, I'm uh, supporting a, a contest that uh, sends somebody to Airbnb headquarters. Uh, they can tour the headquarters. They'll spend some days in San Francisco, enjoy San Francisco on us. They'll be staying at an Airbnb, thanks to Airbnb. You can enroll in that by just going to airbnbway.com through December 16th. Uh, and that is for people in the continental United States. So airbnbway.com. That's also where you can find information about the book. No purchase necessary to enter the contest. So just go over there and enter the contest. And if you want to buy the book, we'd be, we'd be more than happy to have that happen as well. airbnbway.com.
1: Sweet. And uh, people can get the book on Amazon as well, right?
0: Absolutely. Just go to Amazon and search for Airbnb Way.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Thank you so much, Joseph, for being on the show. And thanks also for allowing me to be part of, uh, of your product. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure. Any final words for the audience?
0: No, just as the thank yous went the wrong direction. I am so grateful to you. You were not allowed to be a part of the product. You were an essential part. And we are so grateful to what you share every day for your audience and for us. So blessings to you.
1: Thank you very much. I do appreciate that very much. Um, so for people who want to check out the book, check it out on Amazon or Airbnbway.com. You can win that journey to San Francisco to the headquarters of Airbnb. So that would be pretty sweet. couple announcements before I let you go. STR Legends are Second mastermind is happening in Colombia, January 23rd until 27th. We've secured an incredible property there. And we have a few seats left, not very many, but we do have a few seats left. So if you do have over 25 units and you want to be part of the STR Legends Mastermind, then go ahead and uh, go to www.strlegends.com. You can fill out our application form, or if you have any questions, you can also email me. And last but not least, we are opening up a new class for the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. We are almost done with our first coaching class that started in October. We had about 50 students and they're really seeing awesome uh, results from all the coaching and all the material that we're providing. So we've been getting amazing feedback and so we've decided to launch another class early January. We will start. So go to strprofitacademy.com if you want more information, or of course you can email me at jesper at getpaidforyourpad.com. So with that, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And of course, next week, I'll be back with another one until then. Get paid for your pad. Get for your pet, get paid for your pet can't paid for your
0: pet, get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet